Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Jean Andrus, the menopause guru. And uh, this week, I'd like to share with you a very special episode I did with my friend and podcast mentor, mentor Cami Lehman. This episode was recorded a couple of months ago, and it's so good. And it talks about so many of the things that I talk about all the time that I thought I would share it with you this week. So enjoy this wonderful uh, interview with Cami Lehman. Thanks so much for listening and see you again real soon. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on She's Invincible. And do I have an invincible one to introduce you today. John Andrus was thrown out of her own life at the age of 48 by the onset of perimenopause. Over the next four years, she worked to regain her health and her happiness and found a new passion for making sure that women who wanted an alternative to the largely ineffective Western medicine approach to menopause would have the information and tools they need to thrive through menopause. Jean spends much of the year in the New Orleans area where she's part of three Mardi Gras crews and the rest on the road seeing the parts of the U.S. she's missed over the years. Jean is the author of five books and the host of the Menopause Matters podcast, and TV show. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how excited I am to introduce you to Jean Andrus. Welcome, my friend. Welcome to She's Invincible. We're so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Cami. I am so excited to be here. Um, this is, I, I just love talking to you. So (laughs) I love talking to you and I love how, you know, in all the conversations, how menopause just shows up. Right. And I just, (laughs) you're, you're just so brilliant. (laughs) You're so brilliant. You're like my go-to, like, is this normal? Is this supposed to happen? What's wrong with me? And I love, love having that connection. I, I, I spend so much time reassuring women that the myriad of symptoms that they go through really is normal. Sometimes there, sometimes there are things you need to talk with your doctor about or your health provider or work with a coach like me to deal with those symptoms, but they're normal and they are absolutely common for women to go through just tons of weird stuff as they go through perimenopause and beyond. Um, so yeah, I, I know that 
telling people that it's that things are normal and it's okay is one of the big parts of my world. Oh my gosh. It's comforting to me. Let me just say it is comforting. So let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? So I was 48. I was going through symptoms of perimenopause, but I didn't know what was happening. So I was the one who was saying, is this normal? And and people, the people I was asking weren't telling me anything. They were telling me, oh, go to see a, a therapist. So I wound up in therapy. Go to see a doctor. Go to see um, a, a back specialist, an orthopedist for, for my back problems. And nobody was saying to me, this is normal. This is the way things happen to you. And here's how you can fix it without being, without uh, a whole bunch of drugs or hormone therapy, which I really didn't want to want to do. I don't have a medical background. I, I don't have my own personal health history, is what I'm saying, uh, because I'm adopted. So the idea of taking hormones and not knowing whether or not I had a predisposition for hormonally based cancers was scary to me. So hormones weren't, a, weren't an option. Drugs were not an option. And I wanted to be healthy in a way that was holistic and promoted me being the best, the best me that I could be. And so my path was to do a hell of a lot of research and find ways that worked for me to be healthy, happy, um, productive. And it meant that I learned an awful lot. Like, I, like you said, I, <laughs> I have this depth of knowledge that from close to 20 years of researching this stuff. And I made a life that was really phenomenal. And I came to the point where it said, you know, what you used to do, which was, I was a high-powered computer consultant. I traveled all over the country helping people with their computer installations of big, big, big computer uh, software systems. And I decided that didn't fulfill me anymore, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So I pivoted and I said, my life needs to be about making helping other women not go through the same kind of crap that I did in in figuring out what was going on and why it was going on and really how they can make it so much better for themselves, how they can get stop the hot flashes and deal with the weight gain and stop the the scattered focus and the memory blips get better sleep and all of these things that I do with the work that I do helping women deal with the symptoms and understand what's what's happening so they're not so scared I love I mean, this when we ask what's normal basically it's cuz we're scared that what we're going through isn't normal yeah when we don't want to be alone right like just tell me you went through this so i don't feel so alone when I go through it, right? So we, I, that's just crazy. I, I have to go back to what you said about being adopted because 
I I know other people also that I've had conversations with over the years that were adopted. And that is one of the biggest things that they have a problem with, uh, rightfully so, is that they don't have access to the genetics of what they're made up of and that they can't make decisions based on that where so many uh, people today are able to make decisions based on what's hereditary in their family genes. And so I just want to point that out that you said that because you understand uh, that dilemma or, you know, um, and how difficult that can be. And you found a way around it. And I love that you did that. I think I want to say that being adopted made made me more aware and more uh, careful about my approach. But the truth of the matter is that we are finding out more and more and more about the long-term effects of pharmaceuticals and hormone therapy. And what we're going to get into is really uh, uh, pre, pre, uh, presage a little bit about what we're going to get into. But menopause has an, a tremendous gift for us. Mm. And if we try and avoid it or we try and medicate our way out of it we don't get the full impact of that gift and we wind up on this in this sort of i want to go there and i don't want to go there and i want to go there and i don't want to go there so by supporting ourselves holistically which is how i work and yes sometimes you need the drugs sometimes you need specific drugs sometimes you need just a little something to get you over. And sometimes you really do need the hormones. But if you can support yourself naturally through this natural process, you can be in a position to really rock this, what I call the second half of your adult life. I love because that. It's, it's an amazing thing when you get there. I love that. All right. Let's just tell our listeners what makes you invincible. What makes me invincible is knowing that um, that I am meant to do this work. Um, a, a little secret about me, I don't usually advertise this, but I am I am a Reiki master and Reiki comes through attunements, which are really um, the conferring of that ability through a previous master. Um, it's a little different than than a lot of healing methodologies in that it has a gift from someone else that, that's coming into you. And when I got my master attunement, I was told by an angel, and I know which one, that I am a healer. And mm. so knowing that my that I am a healer makes it so important to me to use that gift and to use it in this specific way. Because I've always, ever since I discovered this, I I realized that my purpose in life is to help other women not be afraid of this. I love that. I love that. And it helps them be invincible too, right? Because that's Absolutely. one less thing that can take them out of the game. Right. Well, let's jump into our topic today as we talk about why so many women pivot during their menopause journey. 
So let first let me just define the term menopause journey. Yes. Okay. So there are three terms associated with menopause. Paramenopause, which means near menopause, menopause itself, and then postmenopause. So paramenopause begins when your reproductive system starts to shut down and it starts to shut down because you no longer have a full supply of viable ovum or eggs. So you're not ovulating regularly every month. This can start 10 to 15 years before you actually no longer have periods. And you start to, you may start to experience symptoms as, as many as 15 years before. The average age is 51 of the, that actual menopause. And menopause itself means you have been without a period for 12 full months. So it's the first anniversary of your last period. And you should be celebrating. <laughs> and you should celebrate it because it means you, it means you are no longer, no longer fertile. Um, <laughs> even, even if you do ovulate after that, your body no longer is producing that, that environment to have a baby. So unless you do massive hormonal um, intervention, you're no longer fertile. You should no longer have a period. If you do, you need to tell your doctor. It is a it. 80% of the time, it's no big deal. The other 20% of the time, it is a very big deal. So there's only there's only two options for that. I just, whenever I'm talking about this, I say that because um, it caught me off guard when I had a little bit of breakthrough bleeding afterwards. And I talked to my doctor and it was no big deal. But for some women, it is. So just just know that. Everything after that first anniversary, that one day is postmenopause last till the end of your life your body starts to adjust to its new hormonal levels and that can take anywhere from a few months to five years to in some cases unfortunately some symptoms may last the your the rest of your life that's what i try and help my clients avoid because it's no, no fun to be having hot flashes when you're 70 or 90. No, I don't think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, what was this the is, question? The, yeah, we this just is all starting it. to make sense. So, okay. uh, so why, why do we pivot? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the two main hormones that are, are changing, that are causing all this havoc are estrogen and progesterone. Estrogen is our primary female hormone and every cell in our body has receptors for it. The brain receptors for estrogen focus women on other people. So even, even little girls, babies are more focused on faces, on humans, on other humans than little boys are. So it's, it is biological and anybody who went into having child rearing thinking, oh, it's all the way you raise them and then had a little boy and the little boy came out making 
room, room, room noises, you know that, that these that these things are there. There really are some differences, and it's that girls are focused a little bit more on faces and other humans, and as we hit puberty, that becomes even more pronounced. And so for the for our childbearing years, women are focused on making sure that they have a safe environment to raise their children because a woman with a baby and a toddler and pregnant is, is not able to go out and hunt down a mastodon. And all of this stuff goes back to hunter-gatherer tribes when we were you know, years, many millions, many, many thousands of years ago. And so we had to have tribes to help us get through those times until our children were old enough to hunt and gather by themselves and we didn't have to worry about them so much. So we were focused on one thing during that period of our lives. And then all of a sudden, estrogen recedes and you can see this happening all over all over your facebook feed all over your your groups and your your networking groups and all of a sudden somewhere in their early 40s 43 40 to 45 46 so many women come up and they'll, they'll say I've been a people pleaser all these years. I just realized I don't need to be a people pleaser anymore. Well, that's your biology talking. That's your biology allowing you to come back to the fore. And your estrogen has receded enough so that now you see that people pleasing isn't where you need to be anymore. And now you get a chance, now you get the opportunity to rethink who you are, what you do, what you love, what your passion is, what your priorities are. Now, that doesn't mean you throw everything out. And if, and especially now, as we're having children later, you know, it doesn't mean that you say, oh, well, I'm going to be all about me from here on out. And I have this five-year-old that I have to deal with. Right. No, you don't just, you don't just automatically pivot away from those, but it now means that you get to make your choices. You get to understand when you're making a choice for someone to put someone else's priorities first. And when you're going to make your own choices to put yourself first. This so, is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, but Wait, it's why I, <laughs> it's why business coaches, you know, you go into a, a room with a Brandon Bruchard and there are 700 women in their late 40s saying, I'm going to start a business and change the world. And by the way, I'm going to tell 23 year olds they don't have to be people pleasers there's hint hint you can't tell a 23 year old she doesn't need to be a people pleaser because her biology is telling her create your tribe so that you can raise your your family successfully now if you don't have babies that's okay if you're if you're not pointed towards men if you're not if you're not 
focused on men and your your love life is with women, that's okay. Your your body is still telling you more about being in concert with other people than it will after you hit menopause. <laughs> this just blows my mind. You're saying it and I'm bursting out laughing because one, it happened to me. And I thought, what's wrong with me? Like, I was like, all of a sudden I started like this selfish thing. Well, it's not really selfish, but it seems selfish based selfish. on how I live my life. But I was like, I've been taking care of somebody for my whole life since I was 16 years old. I was responsible. And now I'm finally in my 50s and I'm like, and I'm done. And, like, and now it's my turn. And like, it's everyone's looking turn. at me like, what's wrong with you? You're not the same person. Now I know it's my hormones look out it people. is literally <laughs> it is literally your body telling you it's your turn and oh it's, my oh, gosh the angels so, are singing <laughs> it is so okay to have been that person and it's it's also there's all kinds of stuff that goes with this this is this is why we can't multitask after many menopause <laughs> because the estrogen is no longer fueling that part of our brain that allowed us to to be good caretakers it's why women who've had uh careers as teachers and nurses and customer service representatives where you have to go from one thing to another to another to another all of those wonderful things that we could do are not the way our brain works anymore Oh my gosh. Are you, <laughs> this is no joke. Like for real, this is no joke. This is, and I was thinking about something, but one thing I wrote down that I want to say to people <laughs> from what you said is hurry up and have your kids early. Cause when you get older, you're not going to want them anymore. <laughs> you're not going to want to have to take care of them. So get them in on the early side that like, and that happened to me. I had my first child at 16. So by the time I was 50, I was like, holy smokes. I need to live before I die, right? You know, so for whatever reason, when we turn 50, we're, we think we're dying. But it's like, you know, I had this like this fueled passion of, oh my gosh, it would be a tragedy if I died before I actually lived. And this was the story I was telling myself. And so now it all makes sense. I can just Doesn't relax it sense? now. It Doesn't does. It makes so much more sense. And, you know, it. I, I used to hear things like, oh, retirement is is uh, wasted on old people and it, you should be able to retire and then go into your career. But I what I realize is now that I I, I consider myself semi retired. Um, that's a lie. I work every day. <laughs> I, 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 I coach my clients. I write. I podcast. I do all this stuff and I do work almost every day. But now I do it on the road. Yes. So I'm I'm actually coming to you from Glacier National Park just across the street from the campground I'm staying in. And I and I realize that now I can balance what I want to do for other people with what I want to do for myself. And at least as much of what I do on a day to day basis for my business is all about learning and, and understanding more deeply for myself. So that's, you know, that's why I think that we come into this part of our lives looking to say, what is it that I haven't 
accomplished yet that I wanted to do when I was younger. And honestly, this is this is kind of funny because just recently I reclaimed a desire I had I had thrown out. I mean, I had just said it wasn't going to happen. Um, but watch, you watch. I'll have a horse within three years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know. How, I don't know what kind of situation it's going to be, but horses have just been showing up for me. And, and that's why I, I, I put it away when I was having my kid. Um, I had one and wasn't particularly my my decision to not just have more but um I did did just have one and you know I adore my grandkids and I will do anything for them and I will stop my life and take care of them if I need to and I and I have yes but, but it was my choice yeah it was totally my choice and I have had room in my life to say, I can do this now. And if, if what you want to do with your, with your years beyond menopause is take care of your grandkids or be a missionary or jump full force into politics. This is one of the interesting things, um, about politics, if we can take a slight detour, <laughs> this is one reason that sometimes politicians, women politicians, because it takes them until they get their children are a certain point before they're ready to jump into something as all consuming as politics. They are mostly in their their later years. And, you know, Senate senators have to be a certain age. But they're mostly in that age group and they think a little differently. And it scares men, by the way. This is terrifying that women don't cater to their needs and focus on them. Scares them out of men, especially Western men. Oh my and, gosh. I love that you're this, saying this. Like men should be afraid reason. of menopause. Because <laughs> we don't care about them as much. That's right. They're not, we our life doesn't revolve around them. And and you can have, I mean, I have a great relationship. I've got a great guy. He's sitting out outside of the camper right now and he's just sitting there enjoying enjoying the day. And I have a great relationship. I had had one where he didn't he didn't adapt to the fact that I was no longer all about him. Mm, this is and, so good. <laughs> and so yeah, this is this is the stuff I do with my clients all the time is is we I had a woman I was working with a with a woman the other day and she said I can't stand it. I am so addicted to doing my dishes before I can sit down to do my work. Please help me with this. I don't want to be there. And we had to we had to sort of dissect where it came from and get her away from the habit of making sure everything was in order before she started her day's work. And she said, "You know, my guy doesn't care, but it, it's stuff that's been programmed into me. So we do have this like pivot problem of 
pivoting into this new space and then scaring scaring ourselves with it, saying, oh my goodness, um, I shouldn't be this way. This isn't how women act. And part of that is that women, the way women act is based on that puberty to to paramenopause paradigm of mother. And we have lost the room in our society for the crone, the wise woman, the empress. And I have a, do we have time for a Disney rant? Oh, sure. A quick one. (laughs) Okay. So when I was three, I went to see Snow White with my mom and my brother. And I, it, this was when going to the movies was a big deal. And the, the curtains opened on Snow White. And you see this beautiful princess dancing through the woods with the little animals. The very next scene is the, the queen, who we all call the wicked queen, standing there talking to her mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of us all? The mirror replies, you, my queen, are a, have a beauty quite rare. Snow White is a thousand times more fair. The queen flies into a rage, runs into her laboratory, mixes up a poison to feed to Snow White, and mixes up a potion that turns her instantly into a hag. I contend that this and half a a dozen more Disney movies are how we've been conditioned to think about menopause is this instant transformation into a hag. And yet we are our wisest. We are at our most compassionate. We are at our most capable of contributing to the world when we can reach into ourselves, find our own passions, and bring them out to the benefit of the world. The Dalai Lama says, the world will be changed by the Western woman. And I add to that, the Western menopausal woman. Because she is able to clearly see her place, not her daughters, not her sons, not her husbands, but her own place in the world. Oh, my gosh, this is so good. Holy smokes. I This is a treat for me. I had no idea uh, we were going in this direction and I am just loving it. Oh, my gosh. I just, I don't even know where to go next. So what I want to say is (laughs) this is amazing. This explains a lot. It explains a lot about a lot of people, even about myself. Um, Tell us, you've written um, several books. You've got your podcast and your TV show. And you are also, I know now you said you're a Reiki master, but you're also practicing hypnotherapy. So let's quickly do an overview how is hypnotherapy helping your clients? Let's start there. 
So I have created a series of six, um, what I call intensive that are based around hypnosis, but also bring in the, the habit formation and the um, Reiki and anything else that I need to help women deal with one specific sy symptom. And here's the cool thing. These many of these symptoms can be dealt with in a in a mind body kind of way. And so even though we're being driven by hormones, it's we change the way we deal with them and we do it very quickly through creating habits, through hypnosis and reinforcing them through the techniques of habit building. So I do I love that. I do six different ones. One is around focus because there's, we haven't really talked about the brain science of, of multitasking, but we get rid of that ability to multitask. So we're, we feel scattered. And so we need that ability to come into focus. So hypnosis is really good at focusing us in for for the amount of time that we need to be focused on what we're doing. Love it. We can do it with hot flashes because there are ways that we can use our mind and our subconscious mind to cool us down when we're having a hot flash. We can do it with sleep because bad sleep affects 90% of women during their men menopause journey. And it affects many women for multiple occurrences of insomnia. And then we get into the habit of bad sleep. So we can learn to sleep better through this, this uh, what I call hypnotic intensive or hypnosis intensive, irritability, um, mood swings. That one can also be hel helped with hypnosis. And what I call mindful eating, which is the first step towards dealing with the weight shift or weight gain that often comes with um, with menopause. Eating is a eating is a bigger thing. Uh, weight loss is a bigger thing. It can't be a month is not enough time to really lose huge amounts of weight, but it is time to it is plenty of time to change your focus and habit around eating and the final one is smoking and um i started doing the smoking thing because smoking is so dangerous for women who are in their menopausal menopausal or postmenopausal years because it affects heart the heart so um so much and estrogen, which is gone, mostly gone, has provided a lot of heart uh, support over the years. So you want to be able to get rid of smoking if you are still smoking. And you cannot be on HRT and smoke. It's just mm. too freaking dangerous. Mm. So I have those six programs. They are designed to be done in five sessions in very rapid order, getting you through just one of those things. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and tell us about Menopause Matters, the podcast and the TV. What kind of conversations are you having over there and why should people jump over there and listen? I have all kinds. Um, how, to, how to cope with things. I have conversations about 
relationships, um, because our relationships are so volatile at this time of our lives, because we're changing. And by the way, our partners are changing too. And so they're there's often a, a lot of conflicts. So I, I bring in relationship experts. We often have um, that sandwich kind of thing going on where our parents are older and our kids are still need us and we're sandwiched in between. So we, I talk with people about that. I talk with people about exercise. I talk with people about um, specific health issues. I talk, I this coming... This week, I just put out an episode on uh, continuous glucose monitoring, which was really interesting. It's something that I've just become aware of because um, I, I had read an article and somebody reached out to me at the same time. So we talk all kinds of things, health, relationships, um, things that you want to do, why you're reinventing yourself. Um <laughs> Sooner or later, you will get a travel log about the trip I'm on this summer um, or more than one. So it's it's an opportunity. I say all things menopause, and that basically encompasses our entire lives. So I talk with people in depth during the podcast, during the TV show. We give you a little sample of what's going on on the podcast, maybe a little twist, maybe a demo of somebody's work. Um, I also bring in um, just people doing amazing things and we talk with I talk with them and people who've stepped into amazing things after after 45 or after 50. Um, awesome. So, That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, it's filled with everything. Any topic you need to hear. So even ones you don't know you need yet, right? Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes say, we don't know what to ask, right? Yeah. I, I and that's the that's the thing that is so evident about this is that we don't get the information we need. And that's why I wrote the book. That's why not just the one book, but all of my books. I just want to be me again was written as a primer of the things that are so important that women know about their own bodies and the changes that that they will inevitably go through as they hit this age. Um, I love that. It's so and, important. And then you have the book for the husband, right? What happened yes. to my wife? What does, tell us <laughs> Where what is my called? wife and what have you done with her? Um, yes. He's, he's sitting there thinking, wait a minute, this isn't the same person I, I started with. And he needs to know how to approach you. And there's a secret about this one too. I wrote this for you to read. You was a woman to read and then decide how much of it you're going to share with him. I love because that. You may not want to share everything with him. <laughs> like here, but, read this. This is what's wrong with me. <laughs> well, is there such a thing as male menopause? Cause you talked about like how the husbands and the men are also, you know, going through their own thing. Is there such a thing as yeah. that? So it's called andropause, and but it's much more gradual. Women, um, within about that ten to fifteen years, will completely stop their estrogen and progesterone production from their ovaries. There's a trace amount, but it's pretty much gone. And so now they're dealing with 
uh, how else they can produce those those um, hormones. And I talk a lot about that in um, I Just Want to Be Me Again, which is my primer. But men are going through what's called andropause, and that's a more gradual decline, even from their 20s on, of the, their levels of, t- of testosterone. And they say it's about 10% per decade. So, wow. A, yeah, a man is most, um, not fertile, but um, sexually act, sexually charged by, by testosterone in his 30s. And, and so it goes on down. And there is a, you know, there's there's that whole midlife crisis man grabbing a, a buying a convertible. My ex did that actually. The race cars, <laughs> the boats, all the toys. Yeah, he brought, b- bought a Miata. <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> anyway, he bought. Um, it, that happens as they they kind of realize that they're not as virile and masculine and charged as they once were so they try and recapture it and for some men that's when erectile dysfunction happens or just lack of libido and so for men there are there are ways to boost testosterone naturally and there's also the very unnatural ways that bodybuilders do it um which is kind of scary. And then, you know, they can they can take hormone therapy as well. But for men, it tends to be less abrupt and less less um all-encompassing, let's say. Yeah. So for women, you know, you're everything changes. Everything is affected because every cell in your body is looking for that estrogen. And it's just not there anymore. Oh, my gosh. This is so good, John. Oh, my gosh. So I know you work with clients one on one. Tell me a little bit about that. How are you working one on one with them aside from what we already talked about in the hypnotherapy? So the hypnotherapy is is a way to deal with one symptom. If you are having a lot of symptoms, if you want to understand this more fully, if you want to change a lot of things, if you want support through a long-term weight loss program or a long-term program to just get yourself back fully, that's what I do in a six-month program. And it's designed, it's just me again program. It's designed to support your physical holistic health plan so we deal with eating and we deal with exercise and exercise you go to the gym and you get a you know you you hire a 20 year old trainer and they don't know this stuff they don't know whether or not you need a lot of cardio or whether you need weight training or whether you need stretching based on your hormonal balance. So everything's about rebalancing those hormones and making the most effective use that you have of what's left. Your hormones are still produced in your adrenal glands, but your adrenal glands are also producing all your stress hormones. So we have to deal with stress and sleep so that you're not making yourself crazy with stress and not allowing your your body to make as much 
use of the its ability to make residual horm- hormone levels. Mm. And that's what keeps you feeling great, even though you're well past menopause. Yeah. So, and here's a question for you. So, you know, our listeners are anywhere from in their 20s to 70 years old. What age would you say is the best age to start really looking at this, getting some education under your belt and and having like some expectation of like, okay, I know what's going to happen. I'm ready for it. And then as it plays out, you're more prepared. So at what age would you say a female should start looking not clearly not when they're 50 and right in the height of it? Um, what is optimal where you could see the best results for people that are so prepared and they have the knowledge they need and they can kind of gracefully go through this? So I would say that the best time to start supporting your body for optimal hormonal balance for the rest of your life is is in the early to mid 40s, 43 to 46, sometime in there. But I would, if 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 I were empress of the world, the universe, um, I would make it required reading for every woman to read my book. Of course, my book. Course. <laughs> I just want to be me again. And at the age of 38, if they are not already uh, experiencing symptoms, because then they would know to go to the symptoms section when they had this weird thing go on in their body and say, oh, that's perimenopause. I need to be taking care of myself. My first symptom happened when I was 43, when all of my seasonal allergies which never existed before that showed up in full force. Wow. It's it actually is a symptom, a recognized symptom. Not every not I promise you not every gynecologist will recognize it. But the research supports it. And so I would have known then that that this was coming and been able to take care of myself. I didn't know it I didn't start taking care of myself till I was 48. And it was really two or three years later when I really started putting all the pieces together. 51 is the average age that women hit menopause, that one year anniversary, just after 51. Um, And so you want to be taking care of yourself and you want to stop thinking that perimenopause or menopause means you're old. I promise you, you're not. I love it. That's when life begins. (laughs) That's when I started being an athlete. That's when I started running. I just finished uh, a few weeks ago um, my first Ragnar race of the year, which is a relay race that takes place over 36 hours. I ran 16 and a half miles in in those 36 hours in three different segments. Uh, My next one comes up in middle of August, in the middle of August. So you don't have to be old to be perimenopausal. It's really the start of that second half of your life, of of your adult life. 20 to 50 is 30 years. 50 to 80, which is our average lifespan, uh, is actually a little bit longer than that, is our 
postmenopausal years. Those are the time that you have the opportunity to be this amazing human being that you are and still have had all those wonderful years with your kids and still can spend as much time or or effort or love or energy on your grandkids. But you have to support your body. And that's why my holistic health plans um, that I do with women are so key. This is such a good conversation. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys. Amazing. All the links to everything that we've talked about today are in the show notes. So just click the link as you're listening and you can find the books, the podcast, the TV show, Jean's website. But Jean, tell our listeners one place where they can find you easily. Well, since I've been talking about the book, I'm going to give them this one spot to go to. And that is menopausebooks.com. And you can find all of my books there. It's linked to wherever you can buy them uh, right from that homepage on that site. And if you wish to uh, reach out to me, there will be there is a link on there that says contact me and you can just ask your question. I love talking to people about this. It's such an important topic. And I I really don't want any woman to ever reach the age of 53 and say, what the hell is happening to me? I did it. Mm, That's so powerful. I don't want you or your wife or your sister or your cousin or your best friend or your worst enemy to ever reach this point and have to say, Nobody ever told me about this. And that's wait. it happens way too much. I still see it. Yeah, it's like a taboo topic, you know, and I can honestly tell you that I've never heard a doctor once say, yeah, you're not losing your mind. It's just your hormones are off. You know, like when you go in thinking like, oh, my gosh, I'm losing my mind. It's out of control. And you know, and I can't get a handle on it. They have never heard them say that like, and, and try to solve that problem. They're and, like and writing do, prescriptions, right? If they do, they'll, they'll say, like my doctor said to me, I was, I was in my early fifties. I, I actually didn't finish menopause till I was 56. And, um, which isn't abnormal. It's just, it's just later. Um, And I went to my doctor and he said, "Um, is anything weird going on? Any problems? And I said, no, because there weren't. And he said, well, if you have them, come back and see me. We have a pill for that. And he (laughs) never said the word paramenopause. Yeah. He never told me. Yeah. My mom didn't tell me. Um, My mom was uh, very, very shut off when it came to sex and you know adopted i could believe they that my parents never had sex yeah they, that's <laughs> right know. that's easy to believe oh but my she gosh never, she never talked about it um i had no older sisters my friends were mostly younger and so nobody told me and so if nobody's te- if you are a woman in your 30s or early 40s or late 40s and no one's telling you Please look at the book. 
call me up, send me a message. Please tell me that you need the, need the help that I can give you, whether mm. it's coaching with me or reading the book. We need to do better. As women, yeah. we need to do better. So I need, and we all have a chance, right? We have daughters, we have grandchildren. Yes, (laughs) but we need to do better. We need to learn more and we need to share more. And I'm so grateful that you're here today with us and sharing this such important topic that will save so many tears for so many women who think they're alone and they think what's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. This is normal. You're just not educated yet, but listen, connect with Jean listen to the podcast, get the book, do the things you guys, you owe it to yourself. This can help you live your best life going forward. The next best half of your life, right, John? Oh my gosh, this has been so great. Thank you so much. You know, when she's invincible, we promise our listeners, we're going to bring them fierce entrepreneurs. We are going to share their expert zone of genius. You just unfolded it right here in front of me. And I am so grateful. I had no idea where we were headed, but I'm so grateful for the information that you shared to me and to our community today. And I appreciate that so much. But we're not done. Not done yet. (laughs) We're not done because we promise our listeners while we're featuring these fierce entrepreneurs that we're also going to pull back the curtain. Like, You talked about your Disney movie. I'll talk about the Wizard of Oz, right? We're going to pull back Oz's curtain here uh, because people look at you and they think you're so lucky. You're so successful. You, you know, you doing all the things you're living this great life. Uh, They have no idea the journey you took to have the success that you enjoy today. And so for a quick minute, we are going to jump into some stories. Are you ready to laugh and tell some fun stories? Yes. So we're going to start with the good. So tell us a quick story about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far. So far. Um, yeah, because it's going to happen next week. Another better part is going to happen next week. when yes, I Yes, every day. Every day is every the next day, best. We have to day. expect that, right? Today's going to be even better. So tell us about it, though, so far. So I would say that the best part of this journey has been just connecting with so many women and hearing so many grateful responses to what I do. Um, I've got to say that the podcast has been just an amazing experience. The ability to uh, help. And and it's true that I, I talk a lot about this stuff when I'm on the podcast with a guest. They get a chance to kind of put their story into this context of of why menopause has made such a difference to them. Most of the entrepreneurs I talk to, most of the people I talk to are menopausal. So, you know, postmenopausal. So helping them understand how the changes that they're going through has been just an amazing piece for me. Just this re- kind of revolution, a re- re- realization that you've come to today. Mm. And as we talk, so I it's, love it. It's wonderful. So yes. I, pod- I got to say the podcast is that's the greatest. Like- oh, I love it. I love and, well, you do get your message and, out to so many people that way, right? You reach more people. And I'll give I'll give Cammy the plug here. Her oh. podcast school is amazing. It 
doesn't even get to give you time to be terrified of what you're doing. (laughs) I know she's not doing it this summer, but in the fall, grab hold of that if you have any interest in doing a podcast. Okay. Oh, Jean, that's so fun. (laughs) No time for being terrified. Boy, I'm going to put that in my next marketing plug. That's (laughs) awesome. Okay. So let's tell a story about the band. We'll save the ugly for last, but tell us a story about the bad part of the journey that you had to overcome. So the bad part of the journey that I've had to overcome uh, goes back to my own adoption and and rejection and and learning to, it, it's been this, I want to step out there. I want to get this out to out to people. And yet adoptees, more than many other people have that rejection, that imposter syndrome, that, oh my God, what if they don't like me thing going on in their head? So it's been, my marketing life has been a struggle for me. And I'm going to tell you that if I can do it with all the, I can't say that word because then you can't call it a clean episode <laughs> going on in my brain. If, if I can do it, you can too. Mm. You can put yourself out there. You can say to people, I know more about X than X. And I know because I tell my gynecologist all the time stuff that I've learned about menopause and they don't have any idea. So I know, I know more about menopause than your doctor does, than your mom does, than your sister does, because I've been studying it for almost 20 years now. I love it. And you can help people and you've been getting great, having great transformations in people's lives. Amazing transformation. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay. Now we got to go ugly. Sorry. (laughs) This is where people learn the most. So tell us an ugly story of this journey to success. So here's, here's the thing. It's most of the people that I'm talking with on a day-to-day basis are, um, you know, like on Facebook friends and things like that are people who are already well on their way through their menopause journey. So I decided I would advertise on Facebook. And I did a bunch of Facebook advertisements. And I ran afoul of their algor- algorithms badly last fall. They They had around the election they had tightened up a whole bunch of things and um 25 year old boys do not understand the word menopause and that's who works for zuck i promise you there are 25 year old boys and a few 25 year old nerdy girls Uh, and they don't understand it and so they don't didn't understand what i was saying in my in my advertisements and i got clobbered i got shut off I got turned down and I cried for a month because I had no idea how I was going to bring my business back online after that I had put everything into into advertising um what I learned don't put put all your eggs in one basket right um it's why I have 
so many different domains and so many different uh, profiles on, on Facebook is because I can't guarantee from one day to another what somebody will think is taboo and what somebody will think is information. And so I did that. I, and honestly, that was, it led to the, the good because it was what helped me discover Cami as I decided I needed to have an, another opportunity, another place where Zuck couldn't, couldn't shut me down. And that became the podcast. I remember that. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about that. Like when we met, you were just absolutely devastated and in search of a different way. And and he really had taken your business from you because all of it was sitting in Facebook. And oh my gosh. And I'm so happy that you went on that journey, <laughs> honestly, with us and with the school and did that 30 day launch. But, you know, um, it is amazing to me to see how the ugly is what drove you to the best, the greatest part of your journey so far. And <laughs> I just, that's where I want to sit for a minute to say to those who are listening right now is that I know you feel like you can't go on. And I know that you might have your face down on the ground, but I'm here to tell you that it's not over. This game is not over. And just remember, that it is in those darkest nights of the soul that the solution that you never even imagined that is the greatest part Absolutely. of your journey is what leads you there is that dark night of the soul where you are out of options and devastated uh, for for such a loss of building this entire empire uh, on Facebook. And that, like you said, is a lesson. You have lots of domains, you're all over and no one can touch your podcast. Uh, no one can touch my podcast. And I am back to advertising on Facebook. I'm yes. a little careful now. I, I yes. also have ways of backing that up. Um, I, and I am just, I'm thrilled with what I do with the podcast every week. It's just been so amazing to be able to connect with people. So Menopause Matters, the podcast, it's out there. It's an amazing opportunity to hear from a number of people about this whole, whole part of your life. It's amazing. And the TV show, just one last plug for that, because that TV show on Phoenix TV, Menopause Matters, is reaching a hundred countries with a 20 million reach. So, you know, that is something to think about when you are focused on an impact and when you want to make a big positive impact in the world, you have to play a bigger game. And I love John that you stepped into that. And not only are you broadcasting all over the world in ranking in five or six different areas right now in the top, of this podcast game, but that also you're reaching into so many homes and communities where you're getting this conversation started. You're giving them the education for free and you're making the biggest impact ever. And I'm so excited and I celebrate you and your work and all that you do and the impact that you're making in the world for women, but also for families, because this is a ripple effect. 
when you fix the mom, right. Or the grandmom, now you're helping the daughters and the granddaughters. And this is just a huge ripple effect of a positive force that's giving you what you need that wasn't available before. And I just appreciate you so much for that. Thank you very much for having me, Cami. This has been a fun, fun conversation. We've gone a lot of different places. <laughs> and I would just say to your to your listeners that should menopause become a difficulty for you, or should one of those areas that I talked about earlier be a problem for you, there are solutions that don't require extensive drugs or hormones or god forbid uh the the old old method of doing this was to say have a hysterectomy get it all yanked out that is honestly the worst thing you could do unless you really have a medical need for that so think about how you want to approach this part of your life and i just I just appreciate you for having me on. Oh, this has been such an amazing episode and the honor has been all mine. And I just want to um, remind our listeners and those watching to click the link in the show notes, connect with Sean, introduce yourself, let her know how you found her. If you, um, you need to connect with her, whether it's through the book, through the podcast, through the TV show, but send her a message and let her know the impact that she's having on you and how she's made a difference in your life today with this amazing information. And again, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, just get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it. I know it feels like you can't. You have to trust us. You can tell them, John. You can do this. You can create the life that you want. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, five tips to get better sleep tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you. 